the only wrestling show in the South Bay, I bring you rants on the broad spectrum of professional wrestling from a hardcore fan's perspective. What's going on, everybody? Brian Maverick Bertrand here. You're listening to Running the Ropes with Brian Maverick Bertrand on KJCC. Well, isn't this some familiar territory? Welcome once again, guys, to Running the Ropes right here on KJCC 104.1 FM, Real Campus Radio, also online as usual on the SNS Radio Network at snsradionetwork.com. Brian Maverick Bertrand here with you, just as normal. Um, And I have so much to talk about. WrestleMania just happened in my hometown, my home county, I should say, not exactly hometown, but uh, in my area, the the South Bay, the Bay Area was great. Um, of course, you guys already seen it; you knew what happened, so I'm not gonna bore you with all the results and recaps anymore and and all that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and 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 move on into it, um, because. Honestly, it was very good. It was a very great show. Um, I because I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna share some stuff with you on this podcast and uh show I should say um that really really prompted me. Well, I I mean I knew I was gonna make a post show uh, appearance and all that. I I knew I was gonna make a post mania episode of RTR um, because I had all these uh premonitions of just having fun of just enjoying that sunday and it all started and i'll never forget it uh, and for as long as i live i'll never forget this it all started at 9:15 a.m. sunday morning with a wake up call from the oldest rate from the longest running radio state active radio station in the United States if not the world that is KCBS AM 740 FM 106.9 and I got a call and it, it, here's how it went down okay I'm not I don't remember I, I didn't record the call so I but I'll, I'll just I'll just go through a paraphrase on what he said I um he just asked me uh, I think his name was uh, Michael or Matt or son. I, I I forget his name, but he was a really cool guy. Real really into it. Um, he called me this morning and said, "Hey, uh, is this uh, Brian Bertrand?" I'm like, "Yeah, cool, yeah, that's me." It's like, "Hey, Brian. Uh, my name is Matt, or like I said, Matt or Mike or something. My name is Mike from KCBS, and uh, I found uh, found an email here from uh, I don't recognize the name, but uh, this name and." Um, I was like, yeah, from, uh, Betsy, Betsy, uh, of course, Betsy Gebhardt, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, advisor for, uh, KJCC and, uh, the professor for, uh, the San Jose City College radio broadcasting class, by far one of the coolest, coolest, uh, old school teachers you can ever come across and uh but anyway uh so he, he said yeah we uh we got this email here saying that you're a big wrestling fan I'm like yeah i'm <laughs> i'm probably more excited than anyone else 
uh, with it coming to town and said, well, uh, how would you like to do a live interview later today to talk about WrestleMania? It's like, yeah, cool, awesome. Uh, it's like, yeah, we'll go ahead and call you at 1.20 uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get you live on the air. It'll be a five minute, quick five-minute interview, but you'll be on the air. You'll get to talk and all that. Awesome. So that was cool. Uh, so fast forward, I'm on my way to my friend's house. We're, uh, I was going to meet the, the plan was my original plan was that we were all going to go to the stadium together. And it was, it was me, my dad. And, uh, of course my friend, my friend being Jason J. Guillory, uh, formerly of KJCC. I miss that guy. He has the best voice. If you didn't, if you don't recognize the voice, uh, you just heard him in the intro. Um, Really cool guy, former uh, commentator, play-by-play guy for KJCC Sports. Big KJCC softball fan, love him. I honestly, he he's he he's been real encouraging to for me to keep doing running the ropes, and I I really trust me, man. Uh, it's appreciative. You got no idea. <laughs> so, um, so more on that later. Um, but. We go in. We sit there. We're having fun. We're, we're drinking beers. We're doing things. We're we're uh, visiting his visiting his beautiful little girl and uh, his wife. Really, she's been really cool and really really into what we what we were doing and all that. So it was really fun. Um, and I and <laughs> we were going. And it was great. Uh, we were drinking. We were actually drinking beers and. Um, <laughs> It was fun. I, 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 we were drinking Coronas. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there. We're talking. We're talking wrestling. We're talking business. We're talking other things. It was fun. I loved it. I was having fun. Uh, I get a call later on. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Don't think I'm gonna say how many beers. Not at least not yet. Anyway, um, not. <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so I get the call. It's about what it was one twenty. We let's just say I totally lost track of time, but I recognized the phone number that called, and uh, we got the call, and I get on and we do this interview. So the interview again, it was about five minutes long. It was very informative, and uh, we'll talk about that. So here's my here's my quick interview on. Again, AM 740, FM 106.9, KC, all news, KCBS. Millions of pro wrestling fans across the country have been waiting for. It's WrestleMania 31, a jam-packed afternoon and evening of wrestling at Levi Stadium and the culmination of four days of local events. Tens of thousands of fans of the sport and spectacle are expected to show up at the home of the 49ers for the first event of its kind at the new stadium. Among them is Brian Bertrand, the host of the online radio show Running the Ropes. And to say that he's excited about about this would be an understatement. He is joining us now on the KCBS News Line to talk about it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it, to talk to us. What can people expect from WrestleMania 31? Uh, they can expect a lot of things from WrestleMania. This is the Super Bowl of pro wrestling. Any wrestler that has come up from the ranks of, say, the independent circuit, or international fame, they they really want to make WrestleMania their culminating moment of their careers. Uh, look at Hulk Hogan, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, who just got inducted last night in the Hall of Fame. 
uh, guys like them made their mark at WrestleMania, and they're just, it's 31 years into it, and now they've been really, uh, just like, coming to the Bay Area, they've just been, like, their major culmination for a lot of these guys going into it. And this is the first WrestleMania that's ever been held in the Bay Area. This is, yes, this is actually their, their complete Northern California debut. They've, they've been in L.A. a couple of times. They've been at, at other places. But as far as Levi's taking goes, yes, this is their very first time here. And this is also only, as we understand it, the sixth WrestleMania that will take place in an open-air venue. What kind of, and, and it's beautiful weather today, what could this mean yes. for the event? Uh, the condition is pretty good. It will be warm and probably it will get colder as we move in. And of course, it goes on. It's a four-hour show for the main show, so you'll be seeing the daytime and just steadily transition to night. And once you get to the nighttime, that's when you see the bigger matches where they're used to having the, the dark arenas and the, the dark uh, interested, in, especially for guys, especially for wrestlers like the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt, who's going to be wrestling, uh, and then more the more the theatrics. You know, wrestling, like many professional sports, has a very significant economic impact. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, every year they, they, they're out there for the whole week. The WWE does a lot of major uh, events out here. They, of course, like I said, they had the Hall of Fame at SAP Center last night where they inducted Macho Man Hall of Fame amongst the Bushwhackers and others. But the, the entire week is, is full of uh, fan access, uh, as I'm sure you've heard about. And a lot of uh, a lot of former pro wrestlers will come out, especially uh, Mick Foley, who's at the San Jose Improv, and amongst others. And not only is WWE making a lot of economic impact, but even outside companies uh, all over the Bay Area, Ring of Honor themselves were at Redwood City last night for their big Super Card of Honor event, as well as uh, WWE's developmental system NXT, which is just gaining a lot of ground now. So they've been really uh, helpful as far as the impact on And of course, uh, super, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, is going to be at Levi Stadium next year. There are some who are saying this could be kind of a test run for the stadium, or that this event might even supersede the Super Bowl. This event, actually, I, I wouldn't say it would supersede the Super Bowl, even though it, it does have a lot of the same uh, pomp and circumstance as far as uh, the matches themselves and the music performances. But when it comes to uh, when you mention NFL, yeah, I definitely agree. They do. They can use that as a sort of uh, tuning source to see how we could maybe top the WWE, and that's what's really great about it. WWE will come out to a stadium, and NFL or MLB or whoever wants whoever's going to take on the next year is going to be looking at this and saying, "Wow, we could get this many people in this many seats with all of it." So definitely. Uh, as far as testing goes, this is the perfect opportunity for them. All right. Well, we thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. That is Brian Bertrand. He's host of the online radio show, Running the Ropes, talking about WrestleMania 31 happening this afternoon and this evening at Levi Stadium. Stay with KCBS. Of course, we will continue with covering WrestleMania throughout the day. And there you go. Uh, honestly, like, I have so many people to thank for that. Um, I put on my Facebook right after that best five minutes ever. And it was great. It really was. Um, first I want to thank, uh, I, I definitely, I, I definitely want to thank Betsy Gebhardt for that. 
Uh, she's a she's not only uh, the the advisor KJCC, but you could always hear her doing uh, field reports for KCBS and Silicon Valley Bureau. Um, she really loves the fact that I'm uh, that running the ropes to me. It it's not just for for me. Like I've to, and I straight up told her there's wrestling podcasts that just you know go on rants and raves about. You know, oh, I don't like John Cena. I don't like Roman Reigns. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. I'm here to tell. I, 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 I do this show, basically, for the love of the uh, of of the theatrics known as as professional wrestling, and with very good reason. I, you know, it's something that I've grown up on, and I think that with everything going on now, with with everything now culminating. At WrestleMania, I mean, how can a guy like me finally, who who's been watching wrestling for pretty much thirty years, come came on and I told everyone, I told everyone the minute it was announced that it was going to be insane. It was going to be one of those. Big culminating events, and it was it was Wrestle Freaking Mania, you know. And and the moment I, I I told everyone that we need to get this going, a lot of people were just a lot of people online were saying, "Oh well, it's gonna be WrestleMania, meh, meh, not not big events, not it's, it's fine." But look what happened at the events, and uh, definitely something that I had so much fun going to despite my horrible seating <laughs> but I didn't care it was Wrestlemania 31 31 years of this stuff and I'm happy to say that I am the same exact I am the same age as Wrestlemania and I and I'm very proud of that fact um but I but having it all culminate I mean I've been to I've been to so many Raws. I've been to so many SmackDowns. I've been to one WCW show back at the Oakland Coliseum when I was seven with my dad. Um, I got to see, you know, and 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 I went. I've been to Royal Rumble '98 when Stone Cold Steve Austin won for the second year in a row to earn this shot against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. I was there, and I'm happy. I, I, honestly, and I know a lot of people have been. Uh, have been doing uh have have said i know a lot of people on the sns network um have said that they've been to wrestlemania 29 26 25 you know and and, and a lot of them on the east coast you know i mean how many have they had at, at the the at madison square garden you know so it it doesn't have a for me it's Really cool because it's a childhood dream. It's a bucket list item I can now write off or cross off the list. Um, I think as far as the days, the day that I've had with that interview alone, it may, I mean, granted, I was, I was very excited for this show. I was going to go no matter what. Okay. But. As soon as I got the call in this mor- in that morning, I was over the top. 
I was excited. I was jumping in my seat in my bed. I was, although, <laughs> or lack thereof, <laughs> technically. Um, but I just for some reason, I want I kept wanting to top it and to see what's going on and to really make a huge thing out of this. And I'm so happy I did because this is my Super Bowl. This is this is my, you know, uh, time to be a true wrestling fan and then my knowledge and all this. I consider myself very knowledgeable. I had, uh, oh wow, I just noticed they have the uh, latest, the last, ev- uh, what's it called? The last season of uh, Tough Enough on there now. Anyway, uh, with my, w- with my no- knowledge very of scratching the surface of pro wrestling and I admit, I, and I, I, I'm very humble to say I am I don't know as much as a lot of people, but you know what? I do know a lot. Um, I had WWE Mega. What the hell? I don't know. Uh, sorry, I got sidetracked here on the WWE Network. Um, just with everything going on, I just had the most fun. And again, I want to thank uh, Betsy Gemhart for that. Um, I was I was just very excited. I was very excited to see what happens and. I had so much fun with it and that and for me I think as far as WrestleMania goes I thought that all my waiting and all my time and me you know finally able to buy two tickets for me and my dad to go check out WrestleMania was probably the best decision as not only a wrestling fan but as a son that I've ever made and I have these great I I had these well they weren't great seats they were they were actually very bad seats I mean there's nosebleed but being there just being in the presence and knowing that holy crap on the other side of the on the other side of the stadium there's a giant Wrestlemania logo on top and a video wall and all these great things now granted I'm going to tell you right now it would have been a hell of a lot better, and, and I agree. Uh, been a, it would have been a hell of a lot better had it been dark at an earlier time. Unfortunately, springtime with daylight savings time and all that, we don't, we didn't get that. We got it got dark just after the uh, introduction, the entrances of the main event, which sucked, but whatever, it's fine. Um, but at least as far as the show went, it was great. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take a break right here. When I come back, we are going to go ahead and go through the recap and just give my thoughts and uh, opinions on the on each match as we go by. Uh, so, yeah, so stay tuned. We'll be back after this. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. This message has been brought to you by your friends at KJCC, Real Campus Radio. Ladies and gentlemen of SJCC, Phoenix here telling you that the Hour of the Phoenix is back on the air here on KJCC. 
on Tuesdays with a new time slot between 1 and 3 p.m. I play music that intrigues me and anyone else who enjoys music at all. I can even get a guest on my show to banter with. Why? Because why not? Tune in to the Hour of the Phoenix on Tuesdays between 1 and 3 p.m. And keep the dial locked to KJCC, Real Campus Radio. This is Phoenix, and you guys are awesome. Hi, I'm Jeff Dharma. You know, drinking is a funny thing. It can make you feel strong. It can make you feel really sharp, really in control. But you're not. When you've been drinking, your actions are slower and your vision is poor. That's why it's so dangerous to drink and drive. Did you know that drunk driving in the United States alone causes more than one-third of all deaths in highway crashes? If you drink then drive, your chances of causing one of these accidents will increase by over 100%. That's not so funny. It isn't smart either. Don't be responsible for a senseless tragedy. If you drink and drive, you can regret it for the rest of your life. This message has been brought to you by the Dharma Experience, heard Mondays at 4.30 p.m. on KJCC Real Campus Radio. All right, welcome back to Running the Ropes, the post-WrestleMania special. Brian Mavic Bertrand here with you once again. And you know what time it is. It's time to just let loose and finally go over the whole debacle that is WrestleMania. I, it's like one of those things where you're excited for it and that you're it's it's the Super Bowl it's wrestle it's wrestling Super Bowl and and whenever I think of wrestling and their biggest show of the year I always think of WrestleMania and I'm always happy with it and it's just great so let's go ahead and go over it now uh First match on the on the card was the actually on the main show. Let's let's start with the pre-show, which was the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Personally, I would have liked to keep that on the uh, on the main show mainly because it was for a trophy, but it is for a trophy. So I mean, it's not as big as like a title and a uh, that comes later. But this one was good actually when I got there. Uh, I just caught the tail end of this, so I did get to see the big show win that one, and, and how appropriate, you know, how how appropriate was that? Um, I think the win that that uh, he got was actually really good. I, I think that the match, I thought the match itself, I, I got to watch that on the pre-show um, last night. It was okay. I I was okay with the finish, and I wasn't too. Uh, I wasn't really too disappointed by it. So there, there you go. Uh, after that, we had the ladder match, which was uh, the for the Intercontinental Championship. It was Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, R-Truth, Luke Harper, Dean Ambrose, Stardust, and finally defending champion, Bad News Barrett. I have some bad news for you. Uh, it's always, always fun to say that. Um, this match was great. I, I got to catch this whole match live. Seeing Dean Ambrose get that huge powerbomb through the ladder was amazing. So I, I was I was okay with it. I, I had no uh, issues with that. So that was great. I, I think that everyone involved deserves 
major kudos because that was a hellacious match, as as Jr. would say, and uh, another win that I'm not too disappointed with, really. So there you go. Uh, after that, we get a video package of the next match leading to a big, big showdown between Randy Orton and, and, and Seth Rollins. Uh, Rollins definitely put up a lot of offense, but in the end, Randy Orton won this one. Um, God, how the hell do you hit a powerbomb after you lift a man up in the air like that? I, I expected, uh, honestly, with the way that it went, I would have I wouldn't have been surprised if Seth Rollins ended up doing a backflip at the end of that. That was awesome. Um it it was I, I thought it was very good. I, I think that was the best RKO in, in Randy Orton's career. That beats catching Evan Bourne in midair in midair when he's doing a shooting star press. I, I think it topped that. Uh, and and dare I say it was dare I say, like I said, it was the best ever RKO in his entire career um, since 2002. So, I mean, every time... And here's here's what's great about Randy Orton that I, that I like about him. Every time you sit there and you say that Randy Snorton, his matches are boring, it puts me to sleep. And I have said that. I'm guilty of it. Hey, hand to God, I'm guilty of it. Uh, he, he does... Pull out some big stops when it counts. He does pull out the big matches, the big moments, and really, really just goes about it and put puts all puts in a big effort. So big kudos on Randy Orton for that. I thought it was great, um, and it was fun. I, I we we all we all didn't expect an RKO like that. My whole section went freaking nuts on that one. So that was great. Um. After that, we had a major showdown between Sting, the man they call Sting, and Triple H, the COO of World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, another great match. Started out with the entrances, and the entrance for Sting was actually not expected. It was very good. Uh, they had taiko drums, which are which are the which were the giant drums or ja- Japanese drums, and they had a whole uh, taiko troupe out there doing it. And and they just hey. I, I you know what I'm I wouldn't be surprised if that was something they put up like the beginning of the week was uh, reach out to Japantown and say hey we want to get Taiko drums we got Sting coming out and we want to make it big we'll take we'll put you guys in Sting makeup you guys could do the drums it'll be awesome and I thought uh, the reception of the Taiko drums at Levi Stadium I thought it was very welcome I loved it I. Uh, I kind of marked out for it because you don't see that in wrestling. You don't see, you, you don't really associate taiko drums with wrestling. But when it when it was done like that for the entrance of, of Sting, I thought it was very well done. And what was cool about that too was the fact that they still pl- were playing during his entrance. So I was loving that. Um, and then you get to Triple H. Triple H had very. It was elaborate. I liked it. And I think in the daytime it worked, but it would have worked way better at night. Um, but, uh, Triple H came out and it was funny was that, uh, my friend texted me during the entrance. He said, uh, is that Triple H wearing an exo suit from advanced warfare? I, so I looked at the video screen and sure enough. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, I thought, it, uh, but it was, it was really cool to see, you know, a Terminator thing work well with, 
uh, Triple H's persona. Um, I think that I mean, since they're boy, since he's boys with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it was really good to see. So, I mean, that was cool. But that's the entrances. Uh, one quick note to the uh, and, and it's funny because it it brought out it was it was regarding Sting's uh, trench coat. Yes, it was red and gold. Yes, those are the 49er colors. However, I don't think that was the intention of Sting to come out with red and gold as 49er colors because you don't you didn't see any of the white stripes and all that. Uh, but you did see but red and gold are like the lucky colors of the Chinese New Year. And that did just happen, like, probably about a week before WrestleMania, two weeks before WrestleMania. Um, it was great. And and I think it was very symbolic, uh, you know, very complimentary to the uh, taiko drums and all that. So I think that with Sting coming out like that, I thought it was really cool. Anyway, the match itself was awesome. And I could tell you from watching the show, even with all the a-hole uh, hardcore, so supposedly hardcore IWC fans. Hey, if if Cena wins, we complain about it online. That whole thing. Uh, with those fans, you did not ex- They did not expect DX to come out, and I was shocked when they came out to see. It was kind of kind of funny to see X Pac and the New Age Outlaws again in DX shirts. Well, not so much with DX with New Age Outlaws, but X Pac coming back and actually getting involved. So that was cool. Uh, and then. NWO came out. I would have liked to see more NWO members. I mean, you're talking about half of the WCW roster, <laughs> basically. So um, I would have liked to see. I, I mean, that was the only thing I, I kind of didn't like about that was that you only use the original members, which is fine and it made sense. But I would have liked to see more to kind of even up the odds, even up the numbers, because you had because look what DX had. You, they had Billy Gunn, Road Dogg, and X Pac. And Shawn Michaels, and uh, NWO, you had Hogan, Nash, and Hall. So four against three. Um, I would, I would have been, I would have been surprised if China came in there, especially with after what Triple H said about China during his podcast. Um, just that whole thing would have been interesting to see China get involved because usually China gets involved as a low blow. So, but I think that the whole dynamic. Between Sting and Triple H in the ring before the, you know, without the in involvement of the rest of the DX and NWO. Granted, it was no disqualification, which is cool, which I loved about that. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, and fans, and I mean, and def- I agree with all the fans. You, He still had it. You still got it. That was the chant they were giving. You still got it. And I agree with that. Uh, Sting was in top form, very top form. I mean, it, it looked like. Uh, who am I thinking of? It looked like his match with to me. It looked like his match with Jeff Jarrett and TNA, but in a ma- in more of a way that kind of complemented uh, both Triple H and Sting. I thought both men put it gave it their all, and it was for something big. And I'm glad that they got to do that in front of a sold out crowd. So that was awesome. Um, and I, I would have liked to see Sting win that one. I was a little disappointed that he did not win that one. But it was it was fine. I whatever. Um But again again, kudos to everyone involved, kudos to everyone in DX and uh NWO respectively. It's good to see the click be involved in rest in in the same wrestling promotion again. 
Um, seeing Hulk Hogan come out in the black and white was actually something he hasn't done in a while, especially with the NWO. Uh, but it was fun. I loved it. So there you go. Congratulations to Triple H on that one. Um, it was very cool. After that match, uh, Maria Menounos did an interview with Daniel Bryan to get comments for winning the Intercontinental title. It was cool to see Pat Patterson, Roddy Piper, Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair, and Bret Hart come up to him. That was cool. And just to see just uh, Ric Flair, when, as soon as Ric Flair came on, the, came on TV or on the screen, everyone was doing the woo chants, which was great. So, uh, and it was funny because I stopped in his tracks. Like, whoa. <laughs> wow. Uh so that was cool. Um I think that uh I I think that with everything with everything going on in WrestleMania, I thought that was cool to see them and to see to see uh <laughs> uh Ron Simmons came come up. It was it was it was cute to see Maria ask if he was an Intercontinental Champion. He she don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't know if he was or not. Uh but that was cool. I would have liked to see The Rock there, too. Because, I mean, the, before The Rock became big, he was a former Intercontinental Champion when he started and when he came into the nation's domination. So that would have been nice to see. I mean, he was going to get involved later in the match, but we'll talk about him later. Uh, after that, we got to see the Bella Twins take on Paige and AJ Lee, which was very, which, surprisingly enough, it was a longer match than we expected. So, uh, and, 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 it made the fans get some big pops out of that for the for the females. So it's great to see AJ Lee and Paige win that one. I thought it was very fitting. I'm surprised I, I didn't hear any CM Punk chants, but you never know. But this is something she's not gonna avoid. She doesn't care. Uh after the match, we got to see the the Hall of Fame the Hall of Fame it's and uh the Hall of Fame inductees come out, uh, which is nice. Uh Rikishi, local boy. Larry Zbysko, who Larry Zbysko has never been in the Bay Area. Actually, no, 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 never been outside the Cow Palace. You ever, you ever noticed that? He was in, he was in the Cow Palace at at WCW, but never outside of that. So that was cool. Uh, Lundra Blaze was there. Steve Mahalik, the father of Connor Mahalik, the in in the uh, uh, Warrior Award winner, uh, which I'll get to in a, in a minute, which I'll get to later in the show. Uh, the Bushwhackers, Tatsumi Fujinami, uh, Lenny Poffo, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kevin Nash came out. How, and, and, and let me make a, a quick point about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. As soon as he came out, I don't know if you, I, I didn't see that part of the show, but man, did the Californians let him have it, booing him the entire time he was on stage, all the way up until the NWO music hit. So that was cool. That got that got a pretty big pop. Um, so that was the induct the Hall of Fame induction. Next, we get to see John Cena, uh, go for the WWE U.S. Heavyweight Championship against Rusev, which Rusev, what an entrance! What a great entrance! It was perfect for the daytime. It was something that I'm sure they never knew was going to come off right or whatever. Uh, but it was it was very good. He came out in a Russian tank. There was a couple of cannons on stage. I thought, and and, and then at the same time too, you had the uh, the the video wall show like a Russian kind of building, like a Russian military base kind of thing. And it came out to the Russian anthem, 
uh, Russian national anthem, and I thought that was very fitting for him. And I thought it was. Gr- I thought, as far as uh, coming out on a take, how badass was that? I mean. It he came out on a freaking tank. I want to come out on a freaking tank for a wrestling entrance. How awesome was that? I would have loved to see. And at the same time, too, um, unfortunately, John Cena didn't have the big thing. They they did like a little uh, kind of a pro USA chant and talking about U.S. as a, the United States accomplishments from their citizens instead of their government, things like that. Um, it was nice. We got to see, they showed Dwight the Eisenhower, Ronald Reagan, JFK, GW, President Obama, and a lot of other stuff on there. It was great. But even with that, like, see, if this was WrestleMania 7, Hulk Hogan would, would be taking on Sergeant Slaughter. He'd be the biggest hero of them all. He'd have big pops. He'd be all over that. But no, not John Cena. No. He came out. He, First off, what what killed it for me was that he came out in the blue and yellow BS. I I did not like that. I I would have liked to see them come out. I would like to see him come out in red, white, and blue. I wanted to see him come out in an American tank. You know, come to the ring with some guys, with some special forces soldiers or something like that. Something something really elaborate. I mean, you want to? Rusev's thing was Russian power. It would have been nice to see John Cena come out to show American power, American might. Not not like how he did at, uh, at a previous WrestleMania where he came out with the Ford Mustang, but to come out in an American tank and something to show like a real standoff here was happening. A uh, sort of different kind of... Uh, entrance for him as far as that goes because it was the U.S. versus Russia. So why couldn't you do that? It would have been great. It would have been easy to get. I mean, there's a military base not too far from uh from the, uh what's it called, from Levi Stadium. Uh, I, I forget the name of it, but it's not Moffat Field because that's already been bought out by Google, but still, it was great. Uh, Congrats to... Uh, John Cena for winning that. Now they're doing a the whole thing on Raw now where, oh, it's the U.S. champ is here and blah, blah, blah. I got an open challenge. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was cool. But after the match, uh, Lillian Garcia introduced Triple H and Stephanie McMahon to the ring, announcing that 76,976 people in Levi's Stadium setting a new attendance record for that ar- arena. And what's great about it is that you know, every time WrestleMania comes to like a town or whatever, so I was just opening an envelope. Um, every time WrestleMania comes to town, they're gonna sell out big. They're gonna sell big, if not sell out, and they're gonna set attendance records. So it's just a great way to to show that WWE is still popular and still into it, so, and it's still really uh, embracing for that. So that was cool. Uh, after, so later on the show, when Triple H and Stephanie are in the ring, the, they start running down the rest the, the the fans. We own you. We own the fans. We own da 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 da. So it was it was kind of funny. I loved it. Um. Oh, I gotta. What the heck? Uh, anyway, sorry. Sidetrack. Uh, 
The Rock then comes down to the ring, just talking, just coming down and cutting a good promo, saying he's an East Bay boy, which is actually very true. The Rock was actually born in Hayward, California, which is in the East Bay. Uh, run, uh, let's see, from Levi's Stadium, 237. So, yeah, so I would say probably about a good maybe 45-minute drive, maybe 30-minute drive from Levi from Santa Clara, Uh couple of freeways it's up there it's it's you guys know where it's at if you're listening on kjcc you, you know just from from uh 18t or not 18t park but uh levi stadium 237 to 880 you're up there pretty you're up there probably about half hour 45 minutes so that was awesome i loved uh i loved i would have liked to see more on that and just to see more more uh bay area love from chipotle from uh the rock so that's cool uh <laughs> rock tells triple h uh, he's got two choices. Triple H can go dress up like the Terminator again, or they can create a WrestleMania moment right here. So later on, a little bit. So then Stephanie gets involved. They they talk, and Stephanie gets involved and says that the Rock just has has a chip on his shoulder. Plays to the crowd to feed his ego, and the, then the Rock goes. Then she brings up the Rock's grandfather, father and grandfather. Saying that they owe the the McMahon family and all that. So later on, the Rock gets out of the ring and looks over at Ronda Rousey, who was wearing a very nerdy Dragon Ball Z t- uh, tank top uh, with Vegeta on it, which is cool. Um, and man, I like I, I I got a little bit of a crush on Ronda Rousey. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, but she came up. It was cool, and and uh, they got Ronda Rousey got involved. Gave Triple H what was it a uh, uh, uh it was a judo throw I think it was a Sayonage. uh it, it was a variation of the Sayonage or something like that it, all I know is that it was a it was a judo throw and it was very it was dead on like she threw him perfectly um so that was cool anyway uh the Rock uh actually Ronda Rousey then grabs uh kind of counters. Uh, Stephanie slap grabbing her arm and it looked like she was going to pop it out of the socket. I didn't expect to see that, but wow, it was good. The fans popped for that. It was perfect. Um, and after that, the, uh, the rock ends it doing his, uh, smell what the rocks cooking and it's over. So and the rocks music plays. So that was great. Um, after that, we got to see, Oh, what the heck? Okay. Well, anyway, after that, we got to see uh, Bray Wyatt, the new face of fear, taking on The Undertaker. Uh, Bray Wyatt's entrance was cool, waking up the Scarecrows to have them move with him. Um, I thought as far as uh, it, it did not, none of it, neither entrance worked for the daytime. It would have been nice to see that more uh, darker kind of thing. So uh, anyway. So anyway, uh, after so the Undertaker won that one. That was that was a good one. I expected the Undertaker to win anyway. I thought it was too early for Bray Wyatt to go against the Undertaker. I would have been I would have expected that for uh, WrestleMania 32, um, but they but we didn't get that. So finally, the 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 light went down the sun went down finally and we got to see them it was just in time for the main event Brock, uh, Roman Reigns versus the reigning defending 
undisputed WWE champ, World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in his corner. Paul Heyman should be should come out to the Bay Area more often. I I, I feel that he's not in the Bay Area often. I don't know. I know he's a New York guy. And he worked at Studio 54 and all that. And he, he's got love for Philly and all that. That's fine. I would like to see him on the West Coast a little more often. Wouldn't be nice. It'd be great. Um, the match with Lesnar and Reigns, it, it was very one-sided. Oh, I mean, it, very one-sided for the most part. And really, the fans seemed kind of bored with it, with, with the beating that Roman Reigns got. And, right, and, and uh... A lot of people thought he rightfully deserved it, but honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll get to Roman Reigns. I'll get to Roman Reigns a little later in the show. I'll talk. I'll I'll, I'll talk all about it. Uh, anyway, the the the, sh- the match was pretty one sided. Brock Lesnar had control through most of the match, but Bro- but Roman Reigns did make a comeback, and as both men were down, uh, Seth Rollins' music hits. Seth Rollins then counts. And her cash is in Money in the Bank and becomes the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, which is seems a bit more appropriate than uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, or Daniel Bryan at this point. I, I think Seth Rollins came in at the perfect time, and WWE did a good job putting it out there. And the funny thing about that was that he didn't know he was going to win until the whole thing with Ronda Rousey happened. So... How awesome must he be feeling with that right now? I, I'm 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 glad for him. So that was the that was WrestleMania uh, 31 from Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California, the home of five-time Super Bowl champion San Francisco 49ers, right next to their training facility. Um, as far as the whole show goes, definitely a minus. Uh, I agree with what everyone says. A minus for sure. Um, great show. A lot of unexpected points. A lot of my friends were there. Uh, it's great to see the funky one, Sam Medina, was there, and as well as uh, Shane Mai from All Pro Wrestling and uh, Gold Rush Pro Wrestling, as well as a lot of a lot of my a, a lot of uh, people I've 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 respected in in the wrestling out here. So definitely great to see them. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take another break. When I come back, I'm gonna give you my thoughts on my general thoughts of the long term and. People talking about Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, and um, I think I've talked about Roman Reigns before, but I, I'll talk about it because it was something that I felt needed needs to be said on there. So stay tuned. I'll be back right after this. This is a public service announcement from KJCC's. I'm Ling Nguyen. Are you taking a math class at SJCC, or are you struggling over the homework, or are the math tests are taunting you? The Turing Center in the library and the Mitas program are the must-go places for math students. The Turing Center can offer one-on-one tutoring Monday, Friday, from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. The Mitas program, which is located at M104, will offer weekly workshops where you can work with student leaders and other students. This has been Lingwin from KJCC. Zach Taddy here with San Jose City Sports. SJCC Softball is back on KJCC. Coming this spring, sophomore sluggers Sydney Helene and sophomore pitcher in the circle, Alex Hernandez, look to lead SJCC to a Coast Conference Championship behind the Bruce Bochy of softball coaches Debbie Hunt Rooney. Season starts February 5th in doubleheader fashion where the Jags take on Consumnes River College at Lady Jags Field. Find every home game this season broadcasted live here on KJCC at KJCC. 
KJCCLive.com. This is San Jose City Sports Radio Network. For KJCC, I'm Zach Tatter with a PSA. He's back. So beware because this time he's bringing double the pain. So tune in and leave sobered, matured, and rocked out. With Big Jeff and D-Money, together they're big money. Fridays 10 to noon on KJCC Real Campus Radio. All right, welcome back to this post-WrestleMania edition of Running the Ropes, hosted by the one, the only, me, Brian Maverick Bertrand, super fan, wrestling fanatic, wrestling aficionado. Um, and we got, I mean, it was rightfully so. I mean, I, I would not be where I'm at today had I not had my love for pro wrestling. I love wrestling. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, and I'm I, again, I want to thank KCBS for the interview and, uh, if hey, if you guys need me for anything wrestling related, I'll let your boy. You got my number. We're good. So, uh, something I want to talk about, and it pertains to a lot of. It pertains to sort of the uh, mm, how do I say it? Uh, it pertains to Roman Reigns. We'll, we'll say Roman Reigns, but it does fall under the category of John Cena hate. Um, I get it. Roman Reigns sucks on the mic. Granted, I'll give you that. He's not as good as, say, Ric Flair or Larry Zbysko at the time or a lot of them. But, you, I mean, you, I'm trying not, I'm trying to choose my words wisely here. I, I when I was there at WrestleMania, I felt disgusted by the fans for the way they would talk about Brock Lesnar. I'm not gonna go into detail because I, I don't feel like I should be going into detail because I don't want to repeat anything that anyone said because a good three quarters of that has no reason to be on the radio. Cause this is going on the radio. I just feel that Roman Reigns deserves a lot of respect. He does. He really does. He took a concept of the shield and was basically forced to put it all into one person. Okay. You're not going to get the brightest you're not going to get the sharpest knife in the drawer. You're not going to get you know top-notch promos. You're going to get one guy Against all, one versus all, you're going to get a lot of things in terms of power, in terms of a wrestling a wrestling match, in terms of 
becoming the underdog of the show, of the the WWE World Heavyweight title picture. That's what he was. And ever since Royal Rumble, fans, and, 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 and a lot of them probably don't listen to running the ropes and whatever. I don't I don't mind. If you do or don't, that's fine. I, I could I I could totally I would totally like to get some feedback. But I do not understand what the problem is with Roman Reigns. He's a good guy he's a great guy in the ring. A very approachable person. A lot more approachable than Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar will only go on ESPN shows or you know, big time sports shows. He will not go on uh, Letterman. He won't go on Fallon. He won't go on any of that because he doesn't need to. He's the beast. That's fine. He knows what he's doing. But you're. But my problem is you're berating a person that's going on these shows like Jimmy Kimmel and all that. John Cena was on Jimmy Kimmel. John Cena was on Conan. Roman Reigns is on Kimmel and Conan and Letterman. I think Letterman. I don't, well, actually, maybe not Letterman. Anyway, I, I I hate fans that hate wrestlers because they're being baby faces. Fans that do not like baby faces make me sick. Okay, I like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that fans. I mean, and you can you can hate them all you want. That's fine. But fans that hate guys for doing what they can to be company guys makes me sick because they are the ones that are putting in the work. Because it's being put on to these, to these guys that are, that are popular baby faces to go out there to promote whatever match they, they're involved in and to promote whatever show they're involved in. That's their job as babyface to represent the company in a positive manner. Okay, there's there's heels that'll go on there. Uh, the WrestleMania week, The Miz was on Haberman and Middlecoff on 95.7 The Game. Mick Foley was on Damon Bruce that same on the same uh, station. Uh, they were all over KMBR. They were all over the local news. They were all they were doing a lot of stuff. It was finally great to see that the, the at least on that sat Friday or Saturday that they were coming on to promote and. I've said it on Facebook. There was a lack of that up until up until fan access. There was a lack of that. They were all over the Bay Area. They were they were going to the gyms. They were putting in the work, but yet no one was scheduling anything. It could be on WWE's part. Could be on the local media part. But it's one of those things where WrestleMania is that big. It needs to be promoted. So what's why aren't you doing that? I, I, I never understood. But to hate on hate on Roman Reigns for winning the Royal Rumble over Daniel Bryan was a little BS to me. I mean, look at Daniel Bryan and look at Brock Lesnar. Are you going to believe a match involving Daniel Bryan is going to work out in his favor for the WWE World Heavyweight title? I don't think so. It had to take... It had to take... A curb stomp from Seth Rollins to end your hate. And it, even if it did, it's it didn't stop it. It didn't stop the hate. You're still gonna hate on you still hated on him after the match at the Raw in San Jose. And again, I'm disgusted by it. So 
Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan deserves all the respect in the world. He he he's from Washington. Uh he trained out here. He did he put in a lot of good work. Right now he's the Intercontinental Champion. Would I like to have him as world champion? You're damn right I would. I would really like to see him in the world heavyweight title picture, which he will be this year. That's for sure. After that great match he had at the beginning of, the, of WrestleMania with the ladder match and winning the world, winning the Intercontinental title, that's awesome. So what is the problem now with Roman Reigns? He lost, but you're still going to hate on him? See, and, and, and while we're at it, why are you still hating on John Cena? I'm never gonna. I, I, I'm never gonna understand people's hatred for John Cena. He's one of those guys that came up the right way. He came up from the independents as the prototype, and we all know that. That's that's plain and simple. But then to hate on him because people are cheering for him, because kids are cheering for him. Why do you hate on that? Why do people hate on uh, wrestlers being chanted to? If this was football. And you have someone hating on uh, Colin Kaepernick because my five-year-old nephew, well, I don't, when my nephew turns five and if Kaepernick's still playing for the Niners, you're going to hate on Kaepernick because kids my, kids my nephew's age are going to cheer for him? I get that you don't, I get that people nowadays do not like the whole cartoony aspect of wrestling, but you know what? It's there. And it's nothing that you should really give a damn about because it doesn't involve you. It's not all about you. It's not all about the IWC. It's not all, I mean, it's not just your money that's putting these guys through, you know, life. That's putting these guys' kids through school. Okay? It's not just your money. In fact, your money is the minority of whatever revenue they're getting. Okay? WrestleMania 31 made $12.6 million. Drink that in a little bit. Your seats were between 35 and, if it was the hardcore fans, maybe $1,000 at the most. Most. So, the hate that you guys, that, that, that the IWC has been giving to Roman Reigns, the majority of the IWC has been giving to Reigns, does not matter. Okay? I, I, I refuse to consider myself a part of the IWC just because I like to talk wrestling. Just because I like to talk wrestling in a community on the internet. Okay? I refuse to consider myself a part of that because of the fact that the IWC, that the majority of the IWC likes to hate on people for being Damn good workers. Damn good employees, company men, people who are loyal, people who put in the put in the work, people who go out there and have the balls to go out there and force a smile and to have the fun that they even want to have working with Make a Wish Foundation, putting these kids who have cancer and all that through, you know, giving them the best days of their lives. Daniel Bryan especially. John Cena, especially. Okay, I don't, I don't hate on people for doing their job, because they're 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 putting in the work. They're making people feel better about themselves because they're role models. 
just as much as Richard Sherman is, just as much as Colin Kaepernick, Michael Crabtree, Tom Brady, uh, uh, you know, name a football player. Look at baseball. Look at Buster Posey, Madison Bumgarner. Look at uh, uh, Brian Wilson in L.A. Uh, look at uh, Sandoval now with Boston. You know, there's there's a lot of other a lot of other people out there that uh, that are like me that look at look at guys like John Cena and Roman Reigns and think, wow, these guys don't need to be hated on like that because they're the ones putting in the effort. And if you don't like, it, it, honestly, and this is this is what really gets me, if the IWC does not like Roman Reigns. Or John Cena, why do you still watch the matches? See, if you the only way you're gonna mean and mean a damn thing to World Wrestling Entertainment is if you turn off the TV, as if you stay away from WrestleMania 31. Oh, Brock Lesnar's involved with it, but so is Roman Reigns. Who would you? I, I mean, this is what's great about wrestling is that you could cheer for who you want it doesn't matter but to hate on a guy for doing his job for doing all this all, all this for not just the money that he's getting paid to be over there but for the for the effort for the engagement you're going to hate on him for that and that's disgusting to me that's disgusting so, my point is this. If you're going to hate on someone, and I've said this about TNA as well. If you're going to hate on TNA, have a good reason. You know, well, in, in TNA's case, rather, there is good reason. So, there you go. But they're, they're, they're working to fix that. They really are working to fix that, especially with Destination America's pulling the strings now. But still, if you're going to hate someone, have a legitimate gripe. Don't just hate on someone just because, oh, well, I don't like this guy's mic skills, so I'm going to boo him forever. Or the whole John Cena sucks chant, the, 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 the singing and all that. The hate for John Cena is not needed. I mean, look at the match. He had a great match with Rusev. So what's the problem here? I don't understand. I'm never going to understand it. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. That was my final thought. Uh, WrestleMania 31 was great. Um, I'll be back another time bringing you more wrestling talk and maybe getting some more uh, reaction from that. But uh, in the meantime, Brian Maverick Bertrand. I was going to get a co-host on here, but we, or our, our time zones got a little mixed up. So, uh, Brian Maverick Bertrand signing off. See you later, everybody. Thank you.